Streets and Scholars. Thanks for tapping in with Alex Alonso and FG, aka Frank Thornton, for another episode of uh, We're bringing you another banger. But man, I can barely talk because it's so hot today, man. We're in the middle of it. Well, probably the the hottest heat wave of the year. What you say about that? A hundred percent, no doubt, man. I'll say that we couldn't help but this episode to be fire because it's a (laughs) hundred degrees out there. Yeah, it's literally a hundred degrees out there, man. I think we've been averaging like in high nineties, low one hundred for what almost a week. No doubt, man. And uh, like I say, for LA, man, you know this this close to the water, you know it's kind of rare. That this many days in a row, man, we getting this kind of heat. And what I found interesting is that it's it's hotter in this part of L.A. than it is even in the parts that are normally hotter than L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, what, 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 why you think that? I don't know. I was just telling my son the other day. I said it's so hot that it don't even matter um, L.A. or the Valley or the Inland Empire. Um, the heat is just because uh, usually L.A. is always cooler. Right, right, right. But L.A. was actually hotter Man, by some warm. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've ever witnessed that where it's actually hotter here and cooler elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I saw the same thing, man. I was like, damn. So, yeah, man, uh, we definitely bring in a fire episode this week, Streets and Scholars. Um, I was looking up Cain Velasquez, man. He just turned 40 years old. And he's still sitting in jail with no bail. No bail. And um, it's just a trip, man, um, on, a, on a pedophilia. Well, his, his is not a pedophilia case. It's for shooting a pe- at a pedophilia. An alleged, pedophilia. alleged pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who happens to be free. No doubt, no doubt. Chilling while this man <laughs> in jail, yeah. Yeah, he's free, and um, my man is in jail. He just turned 40 in July last month. Well, actually, a month and a half ago. Uh, he was born 1982. I was just trying to look up if there was any um, update on his case. Uh, he did plead guilty in August. I mean, he pled not guilty uh-huh. in August, but so far, uh, no no update on him. No update on no new bail hearing or nothing like that? Nah, man. So uh, hopefully he'll get a bail hearing. Um, just like uh, I-, I believe he will get a bail uh, because it's um, it's all right to get a bail. No, nah, no doubt, man. You know, especially, you know, like you say, you know, he don't have a murder or nothing, you know. No. Nah. And uh, so hopefully they, they figure it out, let him get out for so he could fight his case properly. And even though when you caught your case, I think you was talking on another previous episode of Streets and Scholars, they gave you a bail or they were about to give you a bail. But then the FBI came in there or the U.S. attorney came in there and said, nah, you should reconsider bail for Mr. Thornton. Right. Uh, no doubt. The FBI came. The agents came, you know, and they came in there. And the U.S. attorney had already agreed to give me one. And because uh, like Frank said, man, ain't no reason us for going there. If she not going to agree to do it. You know, we ain't going to waste everybody's time. She agreed to do it. We went in there, man, and feds came in there, and they shut that thing down. That's crazy because you had every right to bail, but for whatever reason, I guess the courts can find, I guess, extenuating circumstances to say, hey, we feel this guy's one of two things or both, a danger to the community and a flight risk. No doubt, no doubt. And when I go back and look at it, though, Alex, sometimes I'll be like, damn, maybe it wasn't in my best interest. To get a bill at that moment, you know, you fresh in, you hot, you know, somebody told on you, you might go do some stupid shit, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it might have worked out for me. You know? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it's crazy sometimes how we sometimes say that being in jail for whatever period of time was probably the best man, thing for me, crazy, right? But shit, sometimes it's true. Hey, man, uh, I, I could say for me, man, being in jail is never, <laughs> it's never the best thing for me, you know. Um, but yeah, it was so fresh. At that time, ain't no telling 
where your mentality would have took it on the street level at that time in 2004. No doubt, no doubt. And even you watching how, you know, even over there in uh, some of them cases over there in Atlanta, you know, where these guys are actually getting caught after they're in jail trying to make some plays or make some things happen and and the the, the, the charges are piling up, you know what I mean? We think we slick, we think we know it all, we think we know a cool way to do it, you know, but these people out here, man, and also these detectives and agents been doing this shit a long time, man, so we might not be as slick as we think, you know? Yeah, man, that's um that's real interesting, though, because um, I'm sure... I'm sure, you know, I know you during more peaceful times, but I could actually put myself in the state of mind that you would have been in in 2004. And it was on and cracking. Uh, it was on site if something was to go down. Uh, no motherfucking <laughs> doubt, man. You know, I mean, immediately. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? That's the word I'm going to use immediately. I wasn't wasting no time. What You know, and sometimes, like you say, when we get older, we start thinking a little better. We start getting a little wiser. And we start seeing how these laws work. You know, a lot of people are naive to how the laws work. So that's why they're doing some of the shit they're doing. But when they know what I know or seen what I've seen, you know, I believe a lot of people slow that ass down a little bit. But I also think that even though you turned up in 2004, you get a bail, you go home, you got your wife and kids. Your wife is probably on you saying, look, baby, I know you mad than a motherfucker right now. But this is an opportunity to fight this case, leave all that other shit alone and focus well, you got to realize my wife wasn't the same person she is now. Okay. And I wasn't either. So I would have, you wouldn't have been able to tell me a motherfucking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I might have would have sit back and, 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 but I definitely would have been having some meetings around this motherfucker. Somebody <laughs> go, you know what I mean? It would have just been a, a, a shitty situation that, um, but, but, but they're absolutely right, man. It would have been hard to lay down on that kind of shit. Well, I, I feel Cain Velasquez is not a flight risk at all he ain't going nowhere he's a he's a well he's a celebrity right 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 so he, there's nowhere he can go and the judges could, and the courts could always take someone's passport to prevent them from going places they're not supposed to go so the other thing is um like the judge said he's a risk to everybody a danger to everybody in santa clara county which i don't believe at all i was some yeah i don't believe that at all so sometimes i feel like they just it's a, it's a form of punishment you know we're gonna keep you in here even though you're not guilty yet you haven't been um, completely um, found guilty. We're going to punish you even though you're not a flight risk and you're not a danger to the community. No doubt. And it's crazy how somebody else can have the same circumstances and they'll be out right now, you know. And that goes to, say, you know, the different judges, the different judges' opinions, the different judges' feelings on different situations. You know, I've been in courtrooms where I heard had judges tell me, you know, I hate gang members, you know what I mean? Or I hate... I don't have a problem with gang members. I have a problem with gang members with guns. You know what I mean? So you have some of these judges that have, you know, pet peeves about certain things. He may have ran into a judge that had a pet peeve of him about handling his business in the street, you know, and he want to make an example out of it. Oh, man. It just, you just made me think about this, this case I was working on this week with this um, Mexican guy. And uh, I went in there and tried to clear up some things that the cop said. And the prosecutor made sure the cop that said the things he said was sitting in there listening to me mm -hmm. so that he could say, hey, Alex is full of shit or whatever, right? So I do my thing, and then I leave in the court. I leave the courtroom, go into the hallway, and that cop comes out, and I said, um, I said, you ain't got nothing on me. I didn't say anything. He was like, mm, maybe, yeah, you was all right. Yeah, you was yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. But then we got to talking, and he, he got to saying that everybody in that gang is evil. 
I said, well, that gang ain't no different from any other gang. So right. I said, what you're really saying is every gang member is evil. Right, right. And he actually said, yeah. And I'm like, there's no conversation then. If right, you think right. every gang member is evil, we can't even sit at the table and have a conversation. It won't work. Nah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just made me think about that this week. So, um, YNW Melly, still no trial date. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, man. He filed a speedy trial, man, over a month ago, man, and it's just not going in his favor. Yeah, man. I tried to reach out to the lawyer on uh, YNW. Actually, I tried to reach out to the lawyer on Kane's case, too, uh, just to see if we can get, like, an update, and mm. they, they didn't respond. I'm a little disappointed. Um, Garagos is the attorney for Velasquez. Um, he needs to tap in with Streets and Scholars because we've been covering this probably better than anybody out there. No you know? doubt. You know, call him to check with Alex, man. Give us some updates, man. Even if you're just putting in a motion for another bail hearing or yeah. to let us know a little something. That's it. Some basics. Like, what's the plan? What you got doing? What you got going on? Um, do you expect to get bail? And then also, I forget the attorney's name on YNW Melly. I left a couple of emails and a couple of DMs. No response. So we don't know if he got that uh, granted to go out and get that... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, dental job? No, we don't know yet. Uh, yeah. That's what I was trying to find. <laughs> I was trying to find out if he, because uh, you said that they probably not gonna give him yeah, no I love at all. Deny him on that, man. We're yeah. gonna pull that tooth right here. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna dig with those gums, right, <laughs> right here. Good. So uh, no, I didn't get no update on that. And um, so yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get some of them to respond. And I wanted to find out what was the update on Mystical because he just barely got arrested. We talked about him like two weeks ago. Right. You heard anything on him? No, I haven't heard anything, man. I, you know, sometimes these processes are taking a little uh, longer than usual. You know, I think they still may be backed up from the COVID um, backup, you know, so I think things are going moving a little slow. Yeah, man. This, actually, since since the court system is back in motion in 2022, we're still backed up from COVID because that case that I just uh, told you about is only the second case that I've had since, I guess we could say, the end of COVID. I'm, I'm calling 2022 the end of COVID. I've only done two court cases. And uh, so those are my first two court cases in two years. But I see that they're going to be coming in a little bit more often now because the court system in Los Angeles is starting to get going now. No doubt. And I got a, a couple of attorney friends that's telling me that a lot of motions and a lot of hearings are being seen via video. You know, they're not even going in the courtrooms no more. The, the, the inmates not even going in the courtrooms no more. They're doing everything via, you know, videos and things of this nature. And I'm wondering, is this going to turn out to be one of the new ways the court system works where, you know, you don't even step foot in the courtroom. Your attorney don't step foot room in the courtroom. Everybody filing motions electronically, you know. So I'm wondering if they're trying to pave the way for, to, to, to limit the... the um, you know, the process of flooding the courthouses and stuff by doing it that way. Hey, I think that's a way that they might try to keep the defendants out of the courtroom, out of the away from the judge and all the other people. Who knows, man? Just, I know a lot of people that aren't going back to work because they proved to their bosses they could work remotely. No doubt. So maybe the courts might be changing because, yeah, we're starting to see, like, for example, when Suge Knight's case, that civil case uh, back in July, he was <clears throat> never in the courtroom. Damn. He was remote. Oh, is that right? I think he was in the courthouse, right, but right. not the courtroom. Right, right, right. They might have a room somewhere yeah, in the basement. Down there, yeah. And um, yeah, they're doing it like that. So yeah, that might be the uh, the new way of doing it, man. Um, what else here? I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, my favorite. Well, she's not my my favorite quote unquote prosecutor, uh, Fannie Willis, because I think she's a little too hardcore. Mm -hmm. um, she she rapped a lyric that one of the defendants in that recent um, indictment 
uh, that she just uh, brought down, she rapped some of the lyrics where they were talking about flocking mm-hmm. home, you know, just going into houses. But it wasn't specific. But she said that those lyrics are an admission of guilt to the crimes in this indictment, even though it wasn't specific. So I was like, bad on you, Fannie Willis, because those lyrics, even though they're talking about, right, right. you know, flocking. It's not specific to anything in this indictment. No doubt, but that's what they're trying to do, Alex. Like I said, they're going to throw anything. They're going to throw it all up against the wall and see what sticks. It's going to come down to the jurors to see if they're smart enough, you know, to, to, to decipher that. You know what I mean? Sometimes, man, these jurors get up there and they believe anything the prosecutors say. Then you get something to get up there and be like, hold on, that don't have nothing to do with Did they say an address? You know what I mean? Did they say a name of a victim? Did they say, a, you know, a... a, a even a neighborhood that they was in, you know, y'all just throwing shit out there for to make us believe that these guys are guilty of more things than they actually are guilty of, of if they're guilty of anything. Yeah, she said in, in her press conference, don't confess to your crimes if you don't want me to indict you. So she's considering these vague lyrics that are about flocking as a confession to a crime. And, and I, I went back, I said, let me listen to this. No, nah, that's not. I don't believe it's a confession to a crime. Well, the thing about it with me is I'm not worried about that part based on these dudes got high power attorneys, you know, and a good attorney going to eat that up all the way around. You know, you may have a public defender somewhere that's new that don't know how to tackle that issue. But at the same time, these attorneys and lawyers that they have, Alex, going to eat that shit up right on up. Well, you're talking about the attorneys for uh, Young Thug and Gunner. Whoever them lyrics were for. Who was those lyrics? That was a different, uh, that wasn't for. Yeah, no, that, this, oh. was the, this was the recent indictment of the 26 guys. Oh, the, guys. the uh, rich, rich, uh, Get rich, rich, yeah. rich, what is it, drug rich or rich Yeah, rich gang? drug gang or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah. dudes ain't celebrities. Okay, okay. These okay. are just some average street dudes. But it's still, it's still take a, a, a easier, I mean, a new attorney can, can fight through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's allegedly something happened. They can't prove that those are right. They can throw it out there and make the jury hear it, but I, I don't think that shit will stick. I don't even think a judge you know basically like i say um be able to authenticate that you know so you know you just saying something you know yeah this was the gang that's out of dekalb county in georgia but they've been um i guess hanging out in fulton county which is atlanta and that's what uh how they got on the radar of of fanny willis i think it's called uh, drug rich gang yeah yeah drug rich gang but i mean they should have enough money to get have an attorney though hey i don't like the name of that gang <laughs> like when they got around the table and said hey what should we call ourselves and they came up with drug rich it was gonna be a good idea to call us well you know that's the thing about it you know some people come in on alex and they make a name and they don't think they'll ever like get to the point to where it's big and realize that it's unmarketable you know what i mean so i've seen a lot of people change the name or they they, they situations based on, you know, um, uh, that it wasn't suitable. I got a guy out that I ride dirt bikes with, man. They All they do is ride dirt bikes, you know. I mean, they go out there to jump, but they, they film and everything, you know. And they um, So they had 187 films with the name of my buddy, little, you know, a little cool little cat too, you know, ex-Marine and shit, you know. And um, But he just changed it because him doing dirt bike videos started to, people started to watch him. And they started to get bigger, and he just hit me yesterday. They say, man, I changed it, but I knew why he changed it. You know, marketing purposes, you know, you just want to be have a better name. You know what I mean? So maybe when they sit at the table, they probably was a small group, didn't think it was going to blow up, and they blew up.
or you know got bigger and bigger you know now a lot of people who are listening to us all around this country and around the world because 187 is specific to california's penal code right oh okay my bad yeah <laughs> so yeah. tell the people I didn't what, know that yeah every state has a different number for their um murder um yeah. code okay i didn't know that so, but 187 is the code for uh homicide in, in in california yeah so if you can uh charge with a 187 in california you definitely uh being charged with a murder and but you know Snoop Dogg made that very famous around the world, so we kind of think that 187 means homicide all over the world. And right? I, hey man, you just corrected me because I would have told somebody from Philly, man, what you got 187? <laughs> they would have been like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, we call him 552. Right, right, right. <laughs> nah, 187. That was Snoop. Um, so yeah, that that isn't uh, probably the best name you want to give your. Uh, what, what kind of company did he have? Um, he filmed Dirt Bike Ride. So he's you know, basically editing, filming, you know. And a good little cat. But you can get away with it, though, I think, 187, because it's not explicitly negative, you know. True, but, you know, when you out there and um, where the white folks at, you know what I mean? And, you know, um, and, he, and, 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 and you know, he want to be clean it up pretty much. You know, he's actually want to film me and my sons out there at the track and put it on his uh, channel and everything, man. So I'm going to let him go and do that. But at the same time, yeah, I, I understood it. You know, and it's a lot of people who probably had different names to their group, Alex, before... We knew it as what well, we know it today, you know what I mean? But Drug Rich was definitely not the... You was asking for it damn near, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of hard to get away with that when you're in court and you're trying to fight, like, drug charges and flocking right, charges. Right, 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 But that's what you call yourself. Uh, you got an uphill battle and you're making it difficult for your, for your attorney difficult. to fight it. But, um, you know, I just find... I find that name kind of crazy. Um, hey, was, remember we talked about... Um, Okay, Guy Reffitt, the dude from January 6th, he went on trial and lost. Right. Now they got a, a, about a, a handful of guys called the Oath Keepers that are about to take it to trial, too. Mm -hmm. Man, a, a study just came out by the Jewish Defense League on the Oath Keepers. And the Oath Keepers, um, they identified 300 people in the Oath Keepers that are cops, military, and elected officials. Damn. And the Oath Keepers are considered, they've been identified by the federal government as like, um, um, I think a white supremacist racist group. No shit? Yeah. Yeah. So the Oath Keepers actually have 300 quote unquote legit people right. in it. But at the same time, it is one of these uh, fascist right wing racist groups, man. So I was just like, wow. Now the JDL, the Jewish Defense League, you know, they'd be on top of this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anything that is a threat to the Jewish faith they they go they breaking it down yeah, no doubt and uh you know other than white supremacists hating black people they hate jews no you know? doubt Shit. so um i was uh checking out this report by the jdl and i was like wow some of these oath keepers are about to go on trial man and um i don't think they're going to be victorious you know i don't think they'll be a victorious but i do think that they're going to go on trial with the uh, jury of their peers you know other uh, cops uh military people or or uh, uh city workers and shit like that so you know i always worry about the the, the jury you know because if you can convince a jury or, or you can get a jury to ride with you you know you'd be surprised but i just don't think they they're gonna get away with that one. yeah uh it's they're described as a a far far right anti-government militia group uh with uh racist tendencies so and I'm sure everyone within the organization is going to say certain things about who they are and what they actually mean. But, but right now, the Oath Keepers ain't looking too good for, for what America's supposed to stand for. 
and uh, we'll find out what happens with these guys when they go on trial. They're probably going to end up with the same fate as uh, Guy Reffitt. Well, you know, we definitely going to see what plays a part, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes judges and, 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 and um, prosecutors, you know, these may be some of their buddies. So we're going to see if, 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 if some favors get done, but I don't see them being victorious. Well, look, they attacked uh, the United States government, and they actually fought against some of the cops that were trying to protect the Capitol building. Right, right. A couple of those dudes, you know, they they, they took a couple of, um, you know, some hits. Yeah. And apparently it was from the Oath Keepers. Man, it's crazy. So uh, I don't, I don't, I think at this point they, they have to be made an example of. Hey, no, I if, believe it will, but. If they're I'm, guilty. I'm going to see how it play out. Now, look, I, I wanted to look up Guy Reffitt because he got his seven years, his case is over. So I went on the internet mm -hmm. and looked him up. Like the way you said your wife used to look you up. Mm-hmm. On the BOP, it says Guy Reffitt not in BOP custody, and then it says release date unknown. Damn. So I have never seen this before while looking up somebody. Cause I've I, seen not in BOP custody before. But you supposed to, you just got found guilty of a federal offense. How long ago was that? This was like a month ago. Okay, so he still could be at a transfer center somewhere. Now, <clears throat> when they used to send us, uh, I know we got kicked out of MDC, Los Angeles. They sent us out to San Bernardino. San Bernardino is a little small, uh, They have the, not the big county jail out there, but they have a small old county jail that they house federal inmates at. So um, they have a federal... Is that not considered BOP when you're in the San Bernardino? And it's going to come up not in BOP okay. custody. So I was there like eight months, Alex, and uh, well, I was there about six, seven months. And um, when you were trying to find me in the BOP, it's just always said not in BOP custody. Made me lose out on a lot of mail, a lot of people that wanted to write, a lot of people that wanted to send money because they couldn't find me. So he could be somewhere in a facility that's not a federal facility just waiting to go to wherever he's going, and it's going to show that. But release date unknown? I don't know about that one. Well, I wasn't sure if there was some funny stuff going on or if this is just normal because he's he's newly introduced into the BOP system. Right, right, right. Give it a month or two, he's probably going to show him exactly where he had and a release date. Plus, he was um, he, he was out of custody during his case, so I'm not sure when he turned himself in, where he had to turn himself in, but um, I was trying to find out what facility that he's going to do his seven years in, and then it said not in BOP custody, and I was like, wait up. I got to I got to ask FG what does this mean? Well, the funny part is is normally when you out on bond fighting your case and they sentence you, they usually sentence you directly to the prison that you're going to. So that's a little strange to me because if you out fighting your case and they say, "Okay, we're going to give you 5 years." They're going to tell you, "Okay, you're going to go check in to Lompoc. You're going to go check in to Leavenworth." You know what I mean? You know they've already trusted you being on the street. So they're going to check you in. You're going to go right to the prison and turn yourself in. So I don't know what's going on with him, but I say give it a month or two, and he'll, he'll definitely should pop up. Okay. Well, I'll check in on that in another week or so. Um, all right, let's talk about um, one of these topics, man. This is a pretty serious topic, man. It's, at least it covers a serious issue. It's uh, Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish, the comedians. Uh, I know Tiffany is from L.A. I don't know. I forget where Aries is from, but they did a skit, man, that was related to um, what was it? What was the name of that skit? Actually, um, it was basically um, the name of it was damn um, the mind of a pedophilia. The mind of a pedophilia, yeah. And basically, at the end of the video, they were saying, "Don't leave your kids around anyone." But I agree with the title. I agree with the end. What went on in the middle was crazy. Well, uh, tell uh, tell uh, listeners. Um, what, I didn't get a chance to look at it in detail. Uh, what was what did it show? Well, you know, I looked at it in detail, man. So basically, 
the the kids in the in the um skit were seven and fourteen at the time. This happened around 2014 when the skit took place. So now the parents are suing because of basically saying that they had their kids in sexual acts in a skit. When I looked at the video, man, it, it was disturbing. You know, um, they were he uh, the guy, Aries was pouring um, baby lotion, you know, baby oil, rubbing it on the kid's back. I know it was a simulation, but to me, it looked like he really was touching. <laughs> he actually yeah. was in the um, bathtub with the kid. You know, he was fully closed, but he was actually in the bathtub with the kid. He's looking through a. Um, He's playing the fake uncle, like, you know, she leaving with an uncle, you know, and he's looking through a newspaper with, with holes in the paper, looking at the kids, and he, they, the, 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 the camera actually goes to the kid's butt, you know what I mean, and, 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 and genital area of the kid, you know what I mean? And, uh, and like I say, it was so, the, the part that was disturbing to me the most was the visual, you know, the show that you was looking at the kid's butt, and um, the baby oil. Because you also had the kid putting baby oil on you, and he actually put it on you and rubbed it on your shoulder while you were in nothing but some short pants, basically naked with some short pants on. You know, uh, highly inappropriate uh, by all natures to me. Um, I understand why they are why they are suing, but I'm also wondering where the hell was you at when all this was going on? Yeah, where did you leave your kids at to even go and be in a skit like this? Because anything, my seven and and a fourteen year old kid gonna do, I'm gonna be right there on the scene. And I'm gonna be like, hell no, nah, that ain't or did you think it was cool now? You don't think it was cool then. Now I also saw reports in the uh different um newspaper clips on YouTube, don't know how official they were, but but I saw it more than once that Tiffany Haddish has said that she's glad that it's out in the open because she's tired of getting extorted. Now I didn't go into that part of it, but at the same time, you know, she did issue an apology, which means she do feel some kind of way. But I think they're going to take a hit on this one, Alex. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just saw a couple of the clips, and it, it, it didn't even look like I wanted to go watch it. Um, Tiffany Haddish actually posted a statement on her Instagram page, and she said, she says, I know people have a bunch of questions. I get it. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, because there's an ongoing legal case, there's very little that I can say right now. And I guess the part where she says, I get it, I'm right there with you, she understands that people are pissed about this. No, no doubt. I just wonder what they were thinking at the moment. You know, I get what their ideology was, you know what I mean? Because we should be teaching our kids that, you know, I was raised where I could only spend a night over two cousins' house. You know what I mean? And, 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 and um, that was it. You know what I mean? Maybe my mother knew more than I knew, you know, but she wouldn't let us go over all our cousins' house, you know what I mean? And it, it couldn't have been nothing wrong, but that's just how she was protective, you know. A lot of times, you know, when a child is molested, it is by a family member. Most of the time, it's by a family member, you know. So I get what they're, they were, the awareness that they were trying to put out, but they was way too graphic, you know, in the scenes. You didn't need all that to get your point across, you know. And like I say, I would be pissed too had... You know, I knew Tiffany. She was a friend of the family, and she said, "Let me use the boys to do the skit." You know, we, you know what I mean. And that was the skit. I ain't gonna lie, my wife would have whooped her ass. You know what I mean? Well, those two kids in that in that skit are, are siblings, and they're the ones that's suing. Okay. And the, um, they're they're not identifying their names in the lawsuit. They're Jane Doe and John Doe. But the Jane Doe, I guess the girl was the older one, and the boy was the younger. Oh, so one. it was a girl and a boy. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was two boys. Okay. Um, uh, Jane Doe is now 22, 
and John Doe is 15. So that little boy in there, I guess he's 15 now. Yeah. I'm just wondering why, oh, why so much time has passed since this skit occurred to now the lawsuit. Well, the 22-year-old probably got old enough. Somebody saw the um, skit. Somebody probably asked them, do you remember this? How much knowledge do you have of this? And they're old enough to have an opinion that I shouldn't have even been in this. Even if my parents allow me to be in this, me personally, I shouldn't have been in this skit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking that the 22-year-old is spearheading it for her and her little brother. You know what I mean? To forget that. We gonna, we, we, this way, this is not cool. You know, and I get that part if that's the case. You know, totally. And then the the sister, the older sister, who's Jane Doe, she's now the legal guardian of her little brother. See, that's the shit I'm talking so about. So I'm thinking, like, maybe their family's just all messed up. Exactly. You know, so how are you the legal guardian of a 15-year-old? That says a lot. You know, that says a lot in itself, you know. And um, they probably got older and realized that their parents was, like you say, uh, uh, neglecting them by involving them in this kind of shit it could have been other issues that they have that we don't know about that their parents involved them in they went to court she got old enough got educated went to court and and i need my little brother with me because he that's the only way he gonna be safe shit i commend her on that and maybe because whatever they was going through with their families made them like more susceptible to what Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish wanted to do with them because there was nobody around to say yes or no. Right, no doubt. Nobody to look up to and say, is this cool? You yeah. Know? Usually sometimes we put in a situation as a kid, first thing we do is look at our parents or look at our who our, our, our guardian, you know what I mean, to get the, as sure as it's cool, you know what I mean? So, you know, and, and you know, I get it. Like I say, you know, my, my, my youngest daughter, you know, wasn't allowed to sit on anyone's lap, any man's lap. You know, if it wasn't your, you know, your brother or, you know, your, she, we just didn't allow that, you know. And, uh, and um, you know, even I remember when I, um, one time my son came to Victorville to see me, you know, and I, he was getting older. You know, he probably was at the time, he probably was maybe five, six. You No, nah, he wasn't that old. He was younger than that. And uh, I went to give him a kiss on, you know, I kissed him all on his face. He, he could have been maybe three or four. And uh, he was like, no, I don't uh, kiss boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I'm like, dude, I'm, you know what I mean? But he looked at his mama like, you know, you know, I know this pops, but you know. But sometimes, you know, you have to try to educate your kids on, you know, um, outside of the media, family members, man, just certain stuff you don't do, you know, is not appropriate, you know. Yeah, th this video, this skit was shot in 2013. So that's... um about nine years ago eight years ago and it says here that jane was 14 at the time and the boy who's who's going by john doe was seven and there was a mother but apparently um you know moms didn't say much right and moms had developed a relationship with tiffany haddish because i guess the mom was also like a up-and-coming comedian and um th that's that's kind of like uh, the background of it but i guess these kids are taking this lawsuit into their own hand. It don't have nothing to do with don't the mom. It don't have nothing to do with the mom, yeah. Well, I'm wondering if, um, you know, from a legal standpoint, you know, because they were underage, uh, because um, a guardian approved of this, like how much, you know, um, <clears throat> leverage do they have, you know, to, to beat this thing or, you know, <clears throat> at least get a civil suit, you know, but, you know, or conviction, you know. Well, they... Um if if they have approval from the mom and they have a signed release, then there is no case here. Right. <laughs> I, uh, at least that's my position on it. If if mom signed off on this for the, her two kids to be in this skit 
and it maybe even received a, a payment, then there's nothing to, um, there's, I don't, I don't believe there's a case, but you, you never know. Uh, but I don't think this, um, do you, do you see anything where this, see, this is a civil case, but do you see anything that kind of crosses over into criminal behavior? There's nothing criminal about this case on the charges that they filed. This whole no. case is civil. This is a lawsuit against them for money. Okay. Well, the thing about it is this. Um, I believe that they should be compensated, you know, to be honest with you. Um, but legally, you know, I don't know if, if, if their case will stick. But sometimes um, everybody, it, it ain't always so much about the money as it is to put these people out in public and, and humiliate them, uh, deteriorate their career. You know, have the world look at them for what it is, you know, or what it was, you know what I mean? And um, even without the money, you know. So, um, you know, we'll definitely see, man. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, even if they don't win a civil suit through some type of um, media outlets, they will get paid for an interview or some kind of, you know, I believe they'll, you know, grab a couple dollars. But at the same time, you know, I, I think they might really want to just out these people. Well, in this article on the Daily Beast, uh, Jane, Jane Doe said, um, it says here at the time, Jane said she tried to shrug off what had happened. She says, I didn't confide to my mom. I didn't confide to nobody else about how weird I felt at that moment. She said a year later, Haddish allegedly approached the children's mother with a similar pitch, recruiting Jane's little brother, John, for another video. Although the comedian allegedly told the family, John would be filming a sizzle reel for Nickelodeon. The suit alleges the seven-year-old wound up starring in a video posted on Funny or Die and other online platforms titled The Mind of a, Pedophil a Pedophile. So I guess the mother, to a certain degree, was involved, but we don't know how far I mean, any agreements went or how, if they were compensated or if there's even a, a, a signed-off release. But, you know, it, it reminds me of... Um, this album of um there was an album by um, nirvana nirvana has an album of a baby boy uh, swimming and the baby is naked mm. and um that baby is now like 25 years old now mm. and he's suing nirvana for for pedophilia wow because it's a naked literally the, he's a baby like right, maybe right, two right. months old swimming in the water right and i was saying to myself uh, is that pedophilia when you show a naked baby well the thing about it didn't used to be you know, you, people used to send naked pictures of their babies all the time to the cousins or to this <laughs> yeah. or that. I mean, I've seen them posted on time, uh, 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 you know, the kid using the potty, my first potty, you know. And, and I don't think people me at all mean to be on a, on a pedophilia shit. But at the end of the day, with the laws are being what they're coming to now, you know, they done got stricter, especially these internet uh, porn um, task force, you know what I mean? So shit that wasn't can even considered pedophilia then is is now um they're considering it now i believe that nirvana may have some some win with this but at the end of the day man when it comes to the civil part of it and a person do got money sometimes you know the, the jury will award them something it was crazy i just looked up the the nirvana case the um the album is called Nevermind, mm -hmm. and as of yesterday that the baby who is now a grown man he he lost he lost his appeal. <laughs> um, I guess the courts ruled in the band's favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, the the parent of the baby um, approved the photo. Right, right, no doubt. And um, and it, what what and was crazy? He had a tattoo of um, 
of the album himself on his body and someone was saying if, if he's so pissed about yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. he's so pissed about this and he's suing why would he have a tattoo on it on his body and i think somebody got in his ear one day and said um you can get some money yeah you can get some money that's you on the cover of that nirvana album oh man you better um so basically a money grab yeah but apparently uh, as of a day ago and i didn't i didn't even get look this up earlier as of a day ago here it is right yeah, here yeah this is the guy now he's grown little baby floating in the water on the one of nirvana's uh this is before this is like kurt cobain's last album i believe mm -hmm. what uh, year was that out i think it's like 95 96 okay, okay, uh yeah. whenever kurt cobain uh committed suicide mm -hmm. so they say um but they were trying he was trying to allege that this picture of him is offensive or pedophilia and that nirvana owes him millions of dollars but yeah, yeah. But he didn't get no money. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm kind of glad because it sets the tone for certain shit. Like, God, man, like, really, dude? Like, you know what I mean? So um, so I, I believe at some point, that, you know, they set tones for on case law just based on for the next person to want to go out and do the exact same thing because I'm sure he's not the only naked baby on the cover of something, you know? But would you say that the the skit with Aerie Spears and um, Haddish is a little more offensive than that naked baby on the baby cover on the album cover? A lot more offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot more offensive, man. Yeah. Um, this this Nirvana album came out in 1991, so uh, I believe um, Kurt Cobain committed suicide a few years after that. So yeah, man. I mean, I used to be a big. Um, Nirvana I fan. I looked at it like, man, that's my group right there, man. Hey, you know what's crazy? My my kids, who I I never, I actually I did play one song. Um, I did play them one song called uh, teen, what is it? Teen Spirit tastes like Teen Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, I did play my kids uh one song from um one of the album, one of their song album groups back then, and they got acquainted with all of this grunge rock music from the early '90s on their own. Mm -hmm. And actually, what it was is a, a, the Batman movie played one of their songs, one of Nirvana's songs that I played in a Batman movie, and it kind of just brought them back to oh, life. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So a lot of younger generation are getting acquainted with uh, Nirvana and the grunge, grunge movement of the 90s. But um, even though that Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish skit is very offensive, um, I'm going to just take a... I, I was going to say that the, the two kids might end up in the same situation as the the guy on the cover of this album and may not get awarded anything because it might have been all approved by the mom no doubt but i have to go and say this though alex how did aries spears even feel comfortable you know what I mean? it seemed like he would have been uncomfortable you know doing the shit you know what i mean so that's the that's the that's the problem i have with it i know you was supposed to be trying to get a point across but you didn't feel uncomfortable getting in the bathtub with a kid? You know what I mean? And and and. Hey, I think comedians they can just get away with anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this one. Like I said, and they may not get punished uh, financially, but uh, I think their um, character is gonna take a hit. Well, the kid that um, was on the cover of that Nirvana album, his name is Spencer Eldon, and he um, he argued that that picture was child porn, but uh, the judge dismisses uh, his lawsuit and. Um, that's as of that's as of just that's a couple of days ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, so I, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the the Jane Doe and the John Doe. Um, if the mom kind of signed off on it, like the way I think that Spencer Eldon's parents 
obviously mm. you cannot get somebody's baby to right, take right. a picture no, without no, the parents no. around right yeah, no so um i'm assuming that that tiffany haddish and ari spears went to the parent and said hey you got to sign this release this is what we're doing it's on, it's kind of crazy but we're doing this for to make a point and she's if she signed off on it and as long as there's nothing criminal uh i i think they're gonna have a hard time getting any money even as a, as offensive as it is yeah <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I, I gotta go agree with you on. But we'll see. All right. Um, w one last topic, man. Before we uh, we, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about this, man. This has been um kind of a trending talk topic in the street circles of the internet streets is is Snoopy badass. Snoopy badass. Snoopy badass, man. An old case popped up on the internet. It's called the People vs. Doster. Back in two thousand and five. Uh, Doster committed a homicide and Snoopy Badass witnessed it. No doubt, no doubt. Did you get a chance to read over Doster's appeal from, this was a 2005 case, his appeal is 2008 and it's all over the internet. Did right. you read it? No doubt, every word. What did you think about it? Um, I thought it was what it was. You know, um, it was, it was, it was, you couldn't deny what was going on. You know, it was a lot of things in there that I was just like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you you know, it was a lot of, as a gangster, man, it was just a lot of shit that I just didn't believe that, you know, motherfuckers did. You know what I mean? You know, you see somebody get shot and you just want to pull over and you see somebody get shot in the head that you know. And you just pull over and want to help the guy. I mean, the guy's dead. You know what I mean? But it was a lot of discrepancies in there. The guy was fighting his appeal. So the paperwork came out. A lot of people don't know that a lot of times you can get the pa paperwork a lot more easier when the defendant files an appeal. And uh, it's readily available on, on on websites, you know. But that was a crazy case, man. And one of the reasons why it's, it's readily available, because he went to trial. No doubt. And no whenever doubt. you go to trial, everything comes to light. No doubt. Or, like you say, or file that appeal, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to come to light, you know. Now, Snoopy Badass went on with a rebuttal. And that was even more crazier than the case itself. Well, before we talk about the rebuttal, let's talk a little bit about the case because um, this was a case that happened in Moreno Valley. This is not a Compton case. Right. This is before he was from Hollywood Piru. No doubt. And at the time of this case, uh, I believe he was uh, Snoopy Badass. Melvin Banks is his name, was already 20 years old. No doubt. So that means that he became a Hollywood Piru when he was, what, 22, 23, 24, which is, no doubt. Which is a whole other topic. Right, right, but right. That's another interesting situation. All right, so, so Damien Doster, D-O-S-T-E-R, um, he, he shoots someone at a In-N-Out Burger, and Snoopy Badass, Melvin Banks, and another guy see it. Right. They pull up, um, and then one Snoopy Badass's friend gets shot and killed. Right. In the process of pulling up on this killing. Right. And um, at some point, Snoopy made a statement like immediately. Yes, he said he ran back to the house to get the family. He get the family. He says the family said that, man, you have to go back and say something. Why? The man is dead. What, what do I have to go say? Nowhere in the world I would have went back and said nothing. I don't care if this was my best friend, my cousin, my uncle. It's nothing for me to go back and say he's dead. It's nothing to go back and say if he was alive. But I'm just saying, you know, dead is really nothing to go back to say. You know what I mean? And uh, that's where he made his mistake. He went back. He made a statement. He claims that he 
made a false statements when he went back to make a statement. You know, one of his points was that, um, you know, I said the guy jumped out the bushes. If you go back and look at the crime scene, it wasn't no bushes in sight. I don't care if you say he jumped out of a helicopter. You acknowledge that he shot your boy. You know what I mean? So you're leaving all that part out. You know, like I say, man, Alex, I can go on for this shit and talk about this case for our flat myself with all the discrepancies from all angles. But, yeah, man, you know, he saw the guy. He went back and made a statement, and uh, it was crazy. Well, actually, I, I think I, I characterized it wrong. Do Doster and two of his friends were at In-N-Out, and someone killed one of Doster's friends, some, an unknown person from, what I, from the way I read it. And then Doster ended up killing... Snoopy badass's friend because he kind of thought these two guys may have been involved, but they just pulled up after the fact. Right. So one of Doster's friends got killed um, after a verbal argument in the In-N-Out parking lot with a person, and then um, Doster ends up shooting and killing Snoopy badass's friend. Right. Um, Worm. Yeah. Worm, who we, who we called Worm, but if you look up the paperwork, this um, you know you could look this up all over the internet. It's People versus Doster. Um, 2000, November 10th, 2008. And it is, it is an appeal because I guess Doster felt that he had action at maybe a manslaughter or self-defense because he didn't know what Snoopy Badass and his friend were doing, pulling right, up right. on them no doubt. after his friend just got killed. But they gave him, uh, I think they maxed him out, right? Doster? Yeah, I think they gave him 40 to life. Or yeah. yeah. So let's, let's go into, um, Snoopy Badass's, um... What did you call it? His rebuttal? Oh, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I got a little bit of it here. Um, I guess what we can do is we can play it. And then when, when you want me to pause it, we'll pause it. And then we'll talk about it. Because he really thinks he didn't. He did no telling, right? Well, you know what? That was one of the things that I was thinking about. I, I took all that into consideration. And it was funny how he was, he was like really serious and adamant that he wasn't telling. You know, but he's not the only one. I, I'm starting to see more and more people. This is a pattern, right? <laughs> really don't believe they tell it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, then let's get started. All right, here we go. We uh... Nigga, <laughs> y'all about to be mad as a motherfucker, nigga, because y'all lost this one too, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? I can't believe that y'all even had the motherfucking audacity, my nigga, to put his bullshit ass case up, nigga, and try to call the gangsta a rat, nigga. Let me, let me break something down to y'all, my nigga. For one, you can't tell on the nigga that told on his motherfucking self, my nigga. It just don't fucking happen, nigga. It can, we, can we talk about that? No doubt. You can't tell on someone that's already telling. Now, my, my position is it doesn't matter how many other people are telling, even if the person that is the focus of the investigation is telling too, you're still participating in the telling. No doubt. And some people that tell believe like, oh, no, that they were already being told on. So my telling doesn't really matter because the telling was already told. So that kind of erases my telling. Right. And right? that's the ideology that, I mean, it wasn't, what, a minute into the 30 seconds into the conversation that we caught that that fast, you know. So you're right. Absolutely right. And it's kind of the same thing that um, Cowboy Herman Douglas from 60s kind of said. He's like, look, the murder is all on camera. I don't need to I don't need to say what happened, who did what. It's already on camera. But by you telling, you're corroborating what's on camera, making the point stronger for who? The prosecution, prosecution. right? Plus, you're breaking the rules that set forth in the gang that you, you know, promise to abide by and live by. Yeah, all right, let, let's um, let's get back to Snoopy Badass. 
Two don't mince, my nigga. Also, you can't tell on a nigga that got on a stand and told on his motherfucking self. Feel what I'm saying? The link to the whole case is in this motherfucking description. So y'all can go and see what I'm saying. And it's going to back everything that I'm about to tell y'all, my nigga. My nigga, I ain't never told on a nigga in my motherfucking life, my nigga. I ain't never, nigga, went to go break a law with a nigga and told on a nigga. I was in jail on my own attempted murder, nigga. I didn't tell on my co-defendant. You feel what I'm saying? But since y'all want to put a little piece of the paperwork up, my nigga, I'm going to let everybody see the whole link to the paperwork. And I'm going to tell y'all exactly what happened. And y'all can go put my story with what's in the paperwork. And I'm going to show y'all that these bitch-ass niggas is haters and they motherfucking envious, my nigga, of a nigga making it, my nigga. Dead homies. And after this, nigga, the road going up, my nigga. Straight the fuck up. Now, let me break this shit down. For one, the nigga that I was with that was killed, this is a nigga that I went to school with, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? He wasn't a gangbanger. He was a square nigga, you feel me? Me and him, we used to smoke weed and fuck bitches together, my nigga. This is my nigga Worm. Rest in peace, homie. You feel what I'm saying? One day the nigga... Okay, so Worm, who he's talking about in the paperwork, his name is Mabins. Mabins and Banks approached Garrett's body. Garrett was the guy that got killed that was with Doster. Right. So Mabins, a.k.a. Worm, and Banks, a.k.a. Snoopy Badass, they approached, and I guess, I guess they knew garrett who got killed right so they was like oh shoot this guy got killed they just pulled up and 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 boys and girls when somebody gets shot and someone's killed or you think they're killed or they're getting shot up and you see it stay away stay right away man. if you're across the street stay across the street in fact do what my dad used to tell me turn around and go the other way no doubt but the snoopy badass and worm decided to pull right up to the body right up yeah and I guess that's what caused um, Doster to get um, startled, maybe. Right, right, right. And he killed Mabins, a.k.a. Worm, who Snoopy Badass is talking about, right? No doubt. So, um, all right, let me play one more part. Called me up, right? When the nigga called me up, he called, he said, hey, man, I got some bitches, homie. You feel what I'm saying? You want to uh, you wanna come fuck with me with some bitches? I said, hell yeah, nigga, for sure. Let's go. So I hop in the whip with the nigga. When I hop in the whip with the nigga, we rolling down motherfucking a street called Hemlock in Reno Valley, my nigga. When we rolling by Hemlock, Worm is driving. In the paperwork, it says I'm driving. Worm family can tell you. I didn't even have a car at the time, my nigga. Worm had just got a car because he was working at Home Depot, my nigga. Feel me? Because I'm going to tell y'all the whole story. Since these niggas want to put up pieces, I'm about to put the paperwork in this link, and I'm going to tell y'all the whole story of the show, nigga. I'm a gangster, nigga. I ain't never told on a nigga in my life, nigga. Feel me? So, look. We rolling by the in and out, my nigga. I'm in the passenger seat. When I'm in the passenger seat, we see a nigga run and shoot a nigga in the back of the motherfucking head, my nigga. Worm said he knew the nigga. He's based on the fact that he knew the nigga. He wanted to help the nigga. So the nigga pulled up, my nigga, in the parking lot. While I'm in the, I told him, don't pull up, don't pull up in there, blood. I'm like, blood, nigga, that shit. Hey, he wasn't even from Hollywood Piru at the time, I was right? Get a, hey, <laughs> you must have been over here reading my mind. So you yeah. didn't say blood. You definitely didn't say that. Yeah. You probably uh, said cuz, you know, pull over, but you definitely didn't say blood. Yeah. Um, I think we get the point on that. There's one more thing that Snoopy Badass says that is really interesting. He says that he, he bumped into Doster in court one day or in jail, right? Right. The guy that killed Worm. Right. And... He said that Doster asked Snoopy Badass, can you help me in my case? Can you testify for me and say that, you know, that, you know, just to help me out. 
So that's his excuse of why he testified against Doster because Doster told him to testify against him. But mind you, he had already made statements prior to that. He made statements because he said Worm family wanted him to go give the tell the police something, you know, and he went and told him something, you know what I mean? And in that something, you had to say that after this guy jumped out, the, but whatever he did, he shot, he shot this guy, he shot the homie. Yeah. So then you go on to say you run into the guy in jail, you know, um, and the guy said, hey, it was an accident. I thought y'all was the ones dumping on the homie, so I killed your homie, you know. I need your help. You know what I mean? And the crazy part about it is he said it was an accident, and he was like, an accident? Damn. Well, all right, then. What, that makes it better? You know what I mean? You know, so anybody out there, Alex, that listen to this shit, you know what I mean? Besides, I guess, the dude who was who was talking, don't even realize, you, everybody realize what the fuck you saying, man. You know what I mean? Now, let me back up a little bit. <clears throat> Because a lot of people are saying, you know, the big issue out here now is, is he from Hollywood or wasn't he from Hollywood, you know? And I got two sides of, you know, I didn't talk to every Holly. I knew about this situation before it even got to the internet. You know, I was called because, you know, who I am from the east side, this is an east side situation. I was privy to the information about a Snoopy Badass on certain levels of, of his involvement with the Hollyhoods, you know what I mean? On one side, you know, some of the homies saying, well, he ain't from Hollywood, you know. The little homie met him outside, out there in San Bernardino, um, out there in him at Marino Valley, started letting him claim the hood, you know what I mean? And that's how he started running with the, you know, uh, claiming Hollywood. Once the little homie started letting him claim the hood, you know, he's kind of uh, uh, privy to being from Hollywood and saying he's from Hollywood. So that's where the Hollywood thing come out. He still claims Hollywood, even though he knows he's not welcomed over there. Now, on the flip side, you know, he sends a lot of people as hater and, and jealous and, 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 and these things. But at the same time, Alex, if you ever watched this dude whole get down, you could see it was some faultiness in it. You know what I mean? Now, with all this being said, he ain't no punk, though. You know what I mean? You know, he ain't no, he, you, you know, you back him in the corner, he going he gonna to do his thing. You know what I mean? He even reached out to me about a month ago and said, hey, homie, big homie, if you want me to come on FG Unleashed, man, I got you. I'll come on there, man, sit down with you and, you know, do an interview. You know what I mean? Now, the thing about this, say if he didn't have any paperwork on him. Say if he was just beefing with his hood because, you know, he he wasn't authentic and people didn't like that shit. And, and that was the only allegations about him. And he went on to rap on Death Row and make millions of dollars. Now would be, would be homies want them to, hey, homie, bring some of the homies in. You know what I mean? Put some of the homies on. And he may have done that. And guess what? Motherfuckers would have fucked with him. You know what I mean? He would have been all right with motherfuckers, even with the background that they know what it is, that he's not authentic, you know, and he was a crip before. They would have won all that. But once that paperwork hit the surface, all you, you know, ain't no nothing that nobody can say to fuck with you. And you got dudes who did fuck with you. got to start backpedaling, backing up, say, hold on, homie. I didn't know you was a rat, though. I know you wasn't this, I know you wasn't that, I know you might have used to be a crib, you know, but you wasn't a rat. And once you bring that paperwork out, homie, as it should, it should shut down every, because I, I, I don't, I, technically I didn't have nothing against him as far as how tough he was, how tough he wasn't, where he was really from the east side or not, I didn't, I didn't give a damn. Once that paperwork came out, homie, you know what I mean, I'm coming out with all guns blazing, homie, you're a rat, <laughs> you told, you know what I mean, stop disrespecting the east side, you know what I mean. Take your L. That's what it is. Everybody see it for what it is. You can't talk your way up out of this, you know. So um, it's unfortunate that, you know, it's a lot of people on the Internet that's getting exposed.
Now, when you said he was a Crip, uh, in Moreno Valley, when he was with Sex Cash Money, that's that's a Crip set? That's a Crip set, yeah. Okay. And they pretty deep out there, and they, they active. You know what I mean? I can't, you know, they active out there in Moval. You know, so, uh, but like you say, he was 20 years old. You had to be, when the homie started letting you claim Holly, you had to be 22, 21, 23. You know, and that's just too late to, and, and, and let me touch on this real fast. This is why a lot of shit is fucked up out here in the streets and shit with the gang thing is because we all do it. We all go to different states, different neighbor, uh, up cities, and we'll start a gang. Start letting people claim our gang, start recruiting people. You know what I mean? And the thing about when you start recruiting people from other cities, yeah, you want to make the gang bigger. You want to, you know, make the gang better. How you think you got six O's in, 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 in Denver or, you know, Pyro's and, you know, in Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Because people then went out and started other gangs. So when they do this, Alex, you're recruiting people that's not from the neighborhood, don't have hood values, don't care about, you know, what you care about, but they do claim the gang. Some of them take it to heart and actually be stand-up fucking gangsters with it, you know, but like the NFL, I'm sure you've seen a dude get drafted in the first round and just be a bust, you know, and this is how it was for Snoopy Badass, the little homie was out there recruiting homies, letting homies, which I don't knock them for that, we all had neighborhoods in other cities, you know, and they let homies claim the game, and this one didn't work out, you know what I mean? So that's that's a little bit of a different issue than the snitching, but the uh, the telling on this case, because he definitely made statements early on before he ever bumped into Doster in jail. The statements were already part of the case. The statement was already part of the case. Yeah. So the, um, he's, he's doing a pretty good job at trying to um, claim that he didn't tell. But I think if you dig deeper into this case and you figure out the whole timeline of it, um, he definitely provided information to law enforcement. Well, as simple as this. It's quick and easy. My homeboy parents said, my family said, you got to go tell them something. And you went and told them something. I don't give a fuck what you told them. You told them something pertaining to this murder. Pertaining to this dude, you say he jumped out the bushes. You had to tell him who he was, you know, whether it was you just said a guy. You said it, somebody jumped out the bushes and then what they do after that. They didn't stop, oh, okay, somebody jumped out the bushes. Okay, well, well thanks for coming. They didn't do that, <laughs> yeah. man. When he jumped out the bushes, what did he have in his hand? Did you blah, 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 blah? Man, they questioned that boy up and down. And if we had the fucking sentencing transcripts or the, the uh, uh, trial transcripts, we would have every single word he, he had. I could go get him, but why? I already know uh, you, it's enough that I have, you know, and I, I have all the paperwork as far as the, this appeal is concerned. It's enough right here, bro, to say you told. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're going to touch on this probably um, in, in, again on another episode because this is a developing developing story and snoopy badass is definitely trying to defend his name but like you said people are gonna have to start backpedaling from him i wonder if snoop dogg is gonna backpedal because he just gave him a death row chain before all this went down it remains to be seen what snoop dogg's position is on this well you know snoop dogg's position like you say um i i, I he definitely got the paperwork he definitely got the message he definitely understand the dynamics was this kid signed or was he just given a chain to promote the you know, and possibly be signed, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing, you know. But on the flip side, you know, the thing about it is the credibility that this man has, no matter if he come out with a platinum album, you know, yeah, it would be good for Snoop's pocket and, and, and making money for death row. But at the same time, man, this dude's name is tarnished forever, you know. And I know it's a lot of other rats out there that's rapping, getting millions, you know what I mean? So it can be done. But at the same time, I'm just wondering if the road want to go in this 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 direction, especially this early on, you know, and you know 
ahead of time. Not he didn't make an album for them yet. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I just don't believe that he may um, get the opportunity to to do what he think he's gonna do. Well, on that note, man, we're gonna wrap it up right here on another episode of Streets and Scholars, man. Where can they find you at? Can't find you, F. And you can find me at FG Unleashed on YouTube, man, which I'm definitely going to go uh, since Alex didn't let me talk enough about this rat <laughs> shit. I, I get emotional when I, not emotional, but I get pumped up when I talk about these motherfuckers. But FG Unleashed, YouTube, F General One, Instagram, y'all tap in with me. And tap in with me, Alex Alonso 101 on all social media platforms. And um, check out the Street TV YouTube channel uh, where I'm going to start trying to drop a couple of clips from Streets and Scholars. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.